0: Hi again, everybody. This is Stuart Gandolf with Healthcare Success. I'm welcoming Johnny Smith, who is coming to you live from Schismet today. I think you just got through speaking, right, Johnny?
1: Correct, Stuart. Just
0: finished. Johnny is the Senior Director of Marketing Communications for Ascension Health. His session title was Driving Thought Leadership for the Nation's Largest Nonprofit Health System. Welcome to our podcast today. Thank you. Happy to be part of it. You just actually finished your talk, which is great. We can't cover your entire talk in a podcast, of course, but what we're really looking for today is some of the key takeaways you want to make sure your audience is aware of. And, of course, for those of you that are really interested in this topic, the recordings will be online through Schismet at a later date. Johnny, uh, first of all, before we get started on the details of your talk, though, please tell us a little bit about your position as Senior Director of Marketing, Communications, and Ascension Health and some of the things you do just to kind of give people context from where you're coming from. I have responsibility for the public relations discipline for um, Ascension,
1: we are the, the nation's largest nonprofit health system, which is about 151 hospitals in 21 states. And in our and for the public relations side, we have a three-pronged approach. The first approach is around brand positioning. As many of you know, we just recently rolled out our, our rebranding in all of our markets, where all of our markets have adopted the Ascension name. So we also kept the legacy name of the local market as well. So if you're a specific hospital in, you know, let's say Tulsa, Oklahoma, you're now going to be known as Ascension St. John. Brand positioning is a big part of what we do. Another part of our our role is um, promotion of our national and local service lines and priorities. That's a key area for us because that ensures our growth and development as an organization. So we know that, you know. Oncology services and orthopedics and cardiovascular and and behavioral health are major issues that are affecting our overall country. So it's imperative that we take a proactive role when it comes to ensuring that we're positioning ascension in that light. And our third focus is around thought leadership. And that's what I presented on the day is driving thought leadership for the nation's largest nonprofit health system. This is an honor to be able to lead this work it's really a three-pronged approach when you think about it. So first we want to look at how do we position our executives and our key leaders as transformative and innovative. So the first piece is that we we can do that through earned media and we can do, do that through social media. We need to be very intentional and, and declarative on where we need to tell our story and the stories that we want to tell. The second part of that is that we do that through speaking engagement. So we, a lot of our leaders are speaking across the country, either from a healthcare conference standpoint. Maybe it's a huge national conference. Maybe it's in the tech industry. There's so many different areas where we take a really concentrated effort to ensure that we're positioning our leaders in front of other thought leaders across the country. And the last piece is that we want to work from an award standpoint. So you know, there's a lot of awards that are, are that are given away in the healthcare space, and it's important that our leaders are being recognized for their tremendous contributions to the healthcare industry and to our healthcare system as a whole. So um, prioritizing key awards across our 21 markets are, are another priority for us also. So that's a bit about my role and the responsibilities and kind of how we structure thought leadership.
0: I can tell you're, uh, you're good at your job. You were able to communicate a lot of information very concisely. So that was great. <laughs> First question, then I'm going back to the branding. Uh, It's funny. We just had a a recent podcast. Some of the leaders of Providence were talking about how they branded, and they chose – there's different models, right? There's picking the new name, making a blend like you guys are. There's wiping out the old name altogether. There's being the Intel inside and having the old name but just have it powered by – There's lots of different opportunities. It sounds like you guys decided to consistently across the board put Ascension in the first part of the name and then pick up the old name from before. And I can see a lot of advantages to that. One of the things our friend uh, Rob Klein talks about a lot, he's a marketing researcher you may know, it's a difficulty in getting patients to accept brand names as they change for hospitals. So can you maybe give us a little bit of a sense of your thinking of how you chose to do the blended name, how well it's gone over so far, you know, some of the challenges and some of the success stories? First, it's been tremendous, the, re, the, re, the reactions and the results that we receive and the,
1: and the feedback we've gotten from our rebranding efforts. I would say the first thing is, is that four years ago, we came together as a one integrated national organization, And that meant looking at our business disciplines across our national system, looking at the care that's delivered across our national system, and determining what are the best practices that we can implement to make care more affordable, higher quality, a better experience for our providers, and a better experience for our consumers that we're fortunate to serve every day. So we looked at this one integration of Ascension model. And a key component of that was to elevate the and unify the Ascension brand name across the country. So, in order for us to do that, it was imperative that we leverage the local strength of our of our local hospitals and sites of care across the country. Because we knew, you know, the goal was to supplement, you know, the brand equity that's set in the local markets, not replace. So, it's Ascension St. John's in Oklahoma or Ascension. St. Vincent in Indiana, or Ascension St. Thomas in Nashville, and consumers told us that you know, as long as care is not changing, care is enhancing. My my relationship with my physicians not changing, and what I like about your health system is not changing. I'm very supportive on the transition to a unified brand name.
0: Sounds like you did a fair amount of research, as I would expect and hope that you would. First of all, did you roll this out all at once or market by market over the last four years? How did this work?
1: We've done the unified um, brand in three different ways. It started in September of 2016, and we started with our Michigan and Wisconsin markets. And then um, fast forward to 2017, in October 2017, we rolled out six additional markets which we call our wave two markets. And then just last week, we announced our our final four markets of Baltimore, Oklahoma, Tennessee, and Indiana.
0: So it sounds like the uh, rollout has gone more smoothly than you expected. We've expected a good rollout. And it's been great to listen to the consumers and
1: to listen to our associates. And people are passionate about our brand because our brand has strong equity in many of our markets. And but we wanted to build on the quality of care, the patient safety efforts that were taking place nationally and leverage that with the local strength that was in our local markets. And that's the important thing about our thought leadership work as well is that, you know, it was imperative as we went to move to one unified brand that we started to tell our story. And that's what thought leadership is really about. It's about telling our story, but telling it different and being bold about telling your story. And when you do that, you know, you can truly create a leadership position within the healthcare industry. And we're fortunate and blessed to be a part of a a large organization that has size and scale. And we truly are a part of the transformation that is taking place within our overall healthcare
0: industry couple more questions on this before I move on. Any surprises that uh, along the way or is it pretty much exactly as you expected? As we look at from a thought
1: leadership perspective when we uncover so much opportunity that we have in front of us it can be daunting to think about but we, we took it in small bites and we prioritized our work by saying let's start with our most senior leaders and look at these individuals and see what are the topics that they want to speak on and most of those topics were around healthcare transformation or they were on an advocacy priority. Then once we demonstrated success with that, the next phase was to really get deeper into um, the local market executives and see where they want to be positioned and what messages they want to convey and ensuring that it's aligned with our organization's overall advanced strategic direction. So, you know, when when we truly prioritized our work, you know, started to slowly build this platform from the ground up, And then we were able to generate enthusiasm across our organization for other leaders to partake in the success of the work. So
0: another comment, you know, you mentioned, I'm going to jump around a little bit. You mentioned about the thought leadership and having your executive speak. As you know, healthcare is pretty local and almost not quite exclusively local, but very local. And you have executives at each of these hospitals who probably at least had some relationship with the media because, you know, a lot of times hospitals are a big deal in a lot of towns, right? They're often the major employer. They're highly visible. Were you able to, I guess, scale that and integrate their efforts and just make it easier for them to get more appearances, more and more beneficial appearances as you went through this process? Definitely. So, everything
1: focuses around the two platforms that we've identified the first one being healthcare transformation, and the second one being advocacy. So, let's spend a little time on the healthcare transformation piece. So, the healthcare transformation can look at care models, the move to consumerism um innovation efforts that we have in place. Maybe it's some new technology that we're rolling out or we're engaging with a patient or a consumer differently through through virtual care. Maybe it's telemedicine and using that in unique and different ways. And then from the advocacy perspective, it really looks at, you know, preserving coverage for Americans. You know, there's you know, there's work that we've done around reducing drug prices across our country. There's a big significant effort in place to tackle the opioid epidemic and also address mental health care across our country. So those two platforms were pillars within our entire plan. So when we took it and did it nationally, we demonstrated success first. And then we went to our local market executives and said, this is what we've done across the country. Now let's do it in Jacksonville, Florida. Let's do it in Pensacola, Florida. Let's do it in um, Austin, Texas and Waco, Texas. Let's you know, utilize the same approach that has been successful. Take those best practices, tweak them a bit for your local markets and see how we can, you know, not only get you in from an earned media perspective, build your robust thought leadership presence as well from a social media standpoint, and then see where those speaking engagement and those opportunities for you to talk to your peers, not only within the healthcare space, within the local business community, and even sometimes, at times, consumer audiences, educating them on who Ascension is, the value that we deliver, and even getting more granular in the local care that's delivered in those markets as well. So it's truly been an approach that we launched local, national first, and now our our, um, public relations professionals are, are very aggressive on telling our stories that are different and bold at the local level also.
0: So the idea of scaling a a PR program, because the PR programs can be kind of bumpy, right? But to be able to scale that and make it apply on a local basis is terrific. Did you find yourself, I'm assuming, customizing the general message for each market a little bit, keeping the big picture, but referencing developments that are happening on the ground, For example. Obviously healthcare marketplaces are very different in each town. We need to ensure
1: that we're speaking to the right audience and that our message is resonating and landing with those audiences. So of course we have our national priorities, platforms, but it was also important for us to localize the content as well. So say we look at advocacy for a standpoint and we want to look at reducing drug prices, we look at preserving healthcare and then we also want to look at mental health. Well within those, there's times like in Florida as an example, we have to address a, a different issue that's specific to the state of Florida. So we utilize our systems in Jacksonville and our systems in Pensacola to be able to collaborate on a true message that would resonate with those that we're trying to reach with that advocacy message. And we did that across the board in Michigan and different parts of the country where it's important that we have a local tie into the work that we're doing, but it also connects up to our national system as well.
0: You mentioned awards. Any particular advice you have for our listeners about awards? Understand the strategic direction of your organization.
1: That's the first thing. When you understand where your focus is, find those key nuggets of information that's going to allow you to tell a story. So that's the first thing is what the strategic direction is, what's the story, and who is the leader who can best convey that story? And then once you identify that leader, search various awards that will recognize that leader for her opportunity um, to be highlighted amongst her peers. That's the key element to it. So it's not necessarily going out and looking for a bunch of awards and submitting you know, abstracts for those awards. It's not about that. It's about ensuring that there's some type of strategic alignment at the top level with the, with the direction of your organization Finding the message that you want to convey, the leader then is the one to be celebrated. And then you go out and identify those awards and pitch those awards that's going to be most appropriate for your leader to be recognized. That's a key element to an entire thought leadership program. And we can't really separate those out, because I don't want people to think about award submission and speaking engagements and media relations as a bunch of different tactics. We should think of these tactics as a part of an overall strategic thought leadership program.
0: Another question: You mentioned service lines. How did that fit into all the, the kinds of things that you're doing now? Uh, you meant those are often priority. So, yeah. give us some sense about that.
1: So, those are the core of a of a of a health system, especially on the on the the provider side. So, um, it's important that we understand what are our top um, three to five service lines for each of our markets across the country, and then and then how do we um, create commonality not only nationally but best practices are going to support our markets locally because we know at that level healthcare is significantly delivered locally so say cardiovascular is a major priority you know are there stories that we can tell that will resonate not not only in indiana but also in kansas as well are there new technologies that we that we're using in Florida, they can also be used in Texas. So we try to look for those opportunities from commonality. And it's really about positioning our providers. It's also talking about the capabilities that can be delivered in their market to improve the overall quality of life for those we are so fortunate to serve every day.
0: Any other key takeaways that you shared with your audience that you think my audience should also walk away with today? I would say the one thing that's important is that Everyone needs to
1: understand, in, in marketing communications and public relations, we are all fortunate to be in a leadership position. And what I mean by that is that we're, at the, we're the face of our organizations and we have direct inner access to our most, most senior leaders, but also, you know, we, we control a lot of content that goes out. So, it's important that not when we have that information, it's important for us to take advantage of that leadership opportunity. So what I mean by this is when we generate results, we have to ensure that we have metrics around those results that are moving the needle. But most importantly, just as important as measurement, is merchandising the information. What I mean by merchandising is telling your own story internally in different ways so your most senior leaders, and in my case, 156,000 associates, are aware of the work that we're doing and the work the Public Relations Marketing Communications Office is doing to advance the mission and advance the brand experience for those we are fortunate to serve. That's something that I would love for your listeners to take away with that you have a leadership position. It's important for people to know what you do, but you have to tell them and inform them of the great work that you're doing because we're all aiming at the same target, and that is continuously disrupting ourselves so we can ensure that we deliver care in the most appropriate way.
0: Well, with that, I want to say thank you. It was, as I suspected, it would be a really good interview, and I appreciate your time.